This is A Wild Conversation. Hi, my name is Kellen Hughes. I'm a zookeeper here at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. And I'm Ashley Isaac, also a zookeeper here at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. And today on A Wild Conversations uh, session, we're going to be talking about exceptions to the rule in the animal kingdom. Ashley's favorite topic. I just want to like throw things. Now, it's so annoying. <laughs> these are basically animals that go against the mold, the typical um, behaviors, diets of um, members of their species. Every single biological rule that exists in the world is like, if it looks like this, it's this, except for this one. If it's got a gut system like this, it eats this, except for that one. If it looks like this or does this, it's because of this, except for this one. It is so frustrating. You're like trying to learn all of these biological rules so that you can get a good grade in university so that you can be like a functioning member of society and every single thing has an exception. That's I'm not the way mad. it works. I'm not mad. You know, nature does not play by a book. There's no set <laughs> rules in stone. There's always individuals that go against the uh, the typical, the norm, and sometimes to their advantage. It just makes memorizing so much harder. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not actually going to talk about pandas today. I'm going to spare you that. Oh, okay. Thank God. I Those ones, they, like, ugh, my, my friends literally call it the panda rant. <laughs> <laughs> they trigger me so hard. I think we brought that up a few times. Mm, okay. Instead, I actually want to go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay. Polar bears. Okay. We don't actually think polar bears are weird, right? Based on their mm. diet. But if mm. you really think about it... They're like almost purely... Purely carnivorous, carnivorous which in is fact. weird because it is an omnivorous bear. Exactly. Yeah. How do you shift from from basically eating what you're pointing everything. out what you're pointing out to me is that all like just just bears bears are the problem <laughs> no i mean you know <laughs> the brown bears the black bears they have a varied diet mm-hmm. um the spectacle bears the jungle bears yeah but but pandas and polar bears man pandas and polar bears pandas and polar opposite bears. ends of the spectrum yeah um, but it's not even just meat. They actually mostly eat fat as well. Yeah. So imagine surviving a fat. I mean, put it in perspective. You think, I could eat meat. I'd be fine just on a meat diet. After Thanksgiving, after two weeks of just eating turkey and stuffing because you cooked way too much, you totally understand that you can't. Like, you're begging for a salad. Just, like, crawling everywhere you go. <laughs> you go to Subway and you're like, I'll have the lettuce more lettuce more lettuce hold the cheese hold the chicken you can get salads at subway that's actually like my go-to it's fantastic really yeah you get like the actual sub in a salad damn i did not know that (laughs) yeah it's just the sub without bread that's like my go-to man i i I just don't go out for a salad (laughs) i feel like that's just too much (laughs) okay that's fair (laughs) sidetrack yeah they eat mostly eat meat and i even Mm. found out recently that you should never not that you should probably get the opportunity, but you should never eat a polar bear liver. That's something that's well known. Oh, it has too much of a vitamin A. Like it's almost a lethal dose, um, or it will certainly poison you and poison your liver um, due to what they eat. Interesting. Exactly. I wonder if it's it's an adaptation to allow them. It is to eat like that. Yeah. It okay. kind of accumulates up the food chain, and of course, it goes right up to the polar bear. And basically, oh, yeah. they've just got way too much. I think the same for seals as well. You shouldn't eat the liver um, for that reason. Interesting. Um, but polar bears need high-fat animals to survive. They're adapted to eating that much fat without suffering from any um, health problems from doing so. If we did the same thing, we'd be dead pretty quick. We are omnivores. Exactly. We are omnivores. We at least need 
certain vitamins and minerals to cover those areas if we decide to lean on one side or the other. Yeah. Actually, humans and great apes are kind of an exception to the rule, too. Oh, yeah? Um, we're one of the few animals that um, can't produce vitamin C in our body, which is why um, sailors who went out at sea without any limes or citrus would suffer from scurvy. Yes. So or oranges are your friends. We don't produce it for some reason. Other animals mm. like dogs and cats, they don't need to worry about eating citrus. Their body actually manufactures it itself. Oh, that's really cool. But we've lost yeah. the ability to do so. There must be some advantage, but I don't quite know what the advantage is. That's yeah. why we are one of the few animals that seek out sour-tasting foods. Well, there are other animals are disgusted by it. If you've like, ever seen a dog lick a lemon or whatnot, or a cat, for example. Like, what is wrong with these animals? <laughs> this is honestly atrocious. <laughs> but here's another thing that makes a polar bear kind of an exception, right? Okay. They don't hibernate, even though they live in cold environments, except for pregnant females. Oh, interesting. So they give birth to their cubs in dens. Yeah. Um, they're actually able to, they have a hibernation induction trigger. Oh, that's cool. That the males don't have. Apparently not. They're active all year round. Interesting. They have a summer month where they have to fast and wait for the sea ice in certain areas to build up before they can go hunting. Um, but uh, during the winter months, um, at some point, a female will hibernate and have her cubs inside the den until they're big enough to come out. Interesting. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. And then all the males are wandering around like, where did all the girls go? <laughs> yeah, true. What's going on? <laughs> just missing out on the party, guys. Uh, other things like, for example, have you ever heard of a shark that is omnivorous? Wait, what? Yep. Like an actual... Of course you're bringing this into the water. Uh, uh, no, yeah. okay, t tell me. It's called the bonehead shark. Bonehead shark. Yeah. It kind of looks like a hammerhead shark. <laughs> like it's... Sorry. Don't laugh. It's his name. Sorry. It's not cool. All right. Well, if there's some marine biologists listening to this right now who are working with bonehead sharks. <laughs> he, he probably laughs on a daily basis. He's probably living his best life. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. The, the BH shark, okay. um, which is cool because it's omnivorous. Okay has been found to be ingesting seagrass when it eats oh. fish as well. Oh, interesting. But they've also noticed that it digests the seagrass. It's not just like dogs who do it to balance like their stomach pH or something like that. Exactly. It's oh, not interesting. accidental. They will actually ingest it and they will actually digest it and absorb nutrients from it. That's really cool. Which is crazy, right? That is super cool. So thinking of an omnivorous shark is kind of crazy because you know we always see them as carnivores. You know what's happening is you're, you're, you're pointing out even more exceptions to me. It's just making me angrier <laughs> well i mean at the same time it's like not you know, even sharks are sacred <laughs> anymore <laughs> i mean i think you're not looking at the hopeful picture here okay like tell me there's opportunity you don't have to follow the line you don't have to be yourself be true to yourself and if you're really good at it you could be like a bonehead shark eating anything you like and you could be like a polar bear who's living on a life of fat sometimes you hibernate if you get <gasps> oh pregnant I've got more examples, so get ready. I'm already crying. So, okay, continue. You know marine reptiles? Yes. Okay. Pretty hard for okay. a reptile to be marine because yeah. or there, have a marine lifestyle. There are marine iguanas. That's what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah. Do you hate marine iguanas? No. They're awesome. I don't hate them. I just hate that an exception like there's a rule and there's an exception. I don't know why. That really <laughs> bothers me. Okay. Marine iguanas are very cool. 
Yeah. Reptiles are cool. So for reptiles, it's super hard to be a marine animal because they're cold-blooded. Yeah, and water is cold. (laughs) Exactly. And so if they spend too long in the water, and the Galapagos Islands is kind of an amazing ecosystem. It's like super hot on land, but it's super cold in the water due to a current that passes through there. That sounds awful. It's crazy. There's like a mishmash of animals that you wouldn't expect to see in the same environment. So there's Galapagos penguins, fur seals, iguanas and tortoises living on the same island. Penguins and lizards living on the same island doesn't sound right. That is pretty remarkable. Yeah. That's very cool. And it's not even just the the marine iguana is able to swim in the water and eat algae at the bottom. Mm -hmm. But only the males are able to really go in the water because they're big enough. So um, they don't lose heat as quickly as the females do, or the younger ones, who have to wait till low tide to feel an algae on the rocks. Oh, interesting. So it's so kind really of really like, the males are marine iguanas. Yeah, they're the ones that are truly marine. Because they actually go in the water. Exactly. Oh, that's kind of cool. And it's believed that they came from an ancestral iguana that drifted, like a storm happened, lots of vegetation got washed out and pulled out to sea um, with some iguanas on it. Oh, and that, they ended up on those islands. Exactly. Oh, that's really cool. Because there is a land iguana that lives on the Galapagos Islands. Oh. And a marine iguana. Interesting. And they believe to have had a common ancestor. I gotta say, iguanas are honestly so cool. Right? Very cool reptiles. I enjoy them. They've got a serious problem with them in Florida. There's, like They're really invasive. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They've oh, gotten out there and there's tons and tons of iguanas in I Florida. Gotta go, I gotta go to Florida. You should check it out. They're <laughs> everywhere. Um, which is kind of cool but uh not good that they're you know invasive I, s- I saw a wild iguana in belize when i went there oh nice that was really cool i only saw the one though so i don't think they have an invasive problem yeah i think they're supposed to be in central america <laughs> and south yeah um other things are the ard wolf which isn't a wolf yep. fyi yeah you know right yeah it's it's a type of hyena yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's a hyena it's kind of like a a, a member of the hyena family but it eats termites just termites, and Just it's termites. able to get the same amount of protein from eating a large amount of termites each night as opposed to eating meat. And by doing so, it avoids competition with the larger carnivals, the lions, the leopards, the other hyenas, spotted hyenas, for example. But kind of crazy to think that a hyena-like animal is shifting towards more like an anteater-like diet. Yeah, he's like, this is too hard. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this anymore. <laughs> High level my, my of neighbors, protein. My neighbors are too aggressive. I can't deal with this. I'm going to just eat these bugs. And I tell you what, if you look them up, they are the cutest looking they things. They are. Aardwolves are very, very, very cute. It's an animal I'd love to work with or see one day because they're just so cool. See, I have no problems with these animals. It's just it's, it's, it's just the fact that rules are supposed to be there for a reason. Why, oh, I see. Why are they here? Why, why are these established rules if they're not real? <laughs> you know? Just let go, Ashley. Let oh, go of the steering I wheel. I can't. You're not in control. You know, as, as Jurassic Park will tell you, nature um, uh, finds a way. I'm sorry. I'm an eldest sibling. I can't let go of that kind of control. <laughs> okay, fair dues. I rule the uh, kingdom. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm an eldest sibling that never had control, so <laughs> I can let go. <laughs> the other animal we should definitely talk about, which I think you would be more accepting of, okay. are lions. lions. Why are lions yeah. exceptions to the rule? Yeah, because they're the only big cat that lives in a group. 
Actually, there well, is another big cat. Cheetahs will form coalitions as well. Okay. Well, male cheetahs will form coalitions sometimes. There's another, another big cat there. Okay, I did okay. not know cheetahs. Yeah, well, male cheetahs. Females are like, eh-eh. <laughs> That's fair. Um, uh, mountain lions in Argentina. Oh, only so, in Argentina? Apparently so. Weird. Or yeah, I've never heard of that. Maybe not Argentina only, but on in Peru and Argentina, I believe, in that they've, South America they've, region. They've at least seen it there. It's been witnessed and recorded oh. too. So they make kills of guanacos. Yeah. Um, which are like uh, camel-like ancestors, a bit like a llama, but a wild version. Yeah. And they live out on the plains a bit like a lion would. Interesting. Um, and although they're not moving around in large groups, they'll make a kill and they will tolerate each other feeding from that kill That's after really they've cool. had their turns. So you can actually approach a Gornaco and find five or six mountain lions hanging around it, yeah. tolerating each other. Well, lions are the best known individual or best known for actually living actively in these groups that stick together all the time but yeah. i mean there's a chance that we even don't really understand the social structure of big cats because they found in this one case study they're following a siberian tiger raising her cubs and at one point the male actually came in and like babysat for a day and then like wandered off again oh, really yeah like it was the male the male tiger just was in the area and there was no violence there he was just like oh hey babies and then like kind of <laughs> moved on that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I know there's like a need to protect your own genetics. I don't know if that was just a fluke though, because I haven't heard much about it since, you know. An interesting field to look into because yeah, cats are secretive that. and like lions we know quite a bit about because they live in open plains. You can find them, you can locate them. You can see them from a very long ways away. <laughs> yeah. But other animals in jungles or in uh, like harsh environments like the Siberian tiger, mm -hmm. um, much harder to track and follow and, and yeah. to study. So, yeah, it's crazy. They're very cool. Have you got any exceptions to the rule that you follow? No, I, I hate it. No exceptions <laughs> at all? No, no. I feel like you're implying something. No, no, no. I'm not implying anything at all. I, I, uh, I don't know, man. I just... Pandas make me mad. I mean, you know, they're whatever just, works for them. They're just like the weirdest animals. And they're just like, oh, I don't have enough energy because I eat this grass that I actually can't really digest very well. So I have to eat so much of it. That's actually ridiculous. And so, oh, look, there's more of it way down there. But I don't want to spend all my energy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll down this hill like <laughs> I'm a tire. Like <laughs> It's, I understand why people love them, but it's ridiculous. I just like the idea. I guess we'll agree to disagree on this. <laughs> I like the idea that it's not always set in stone. A carnivore could become a herbivore and a omnivore could become a carnivore, you know, a yeah. or um, an animal can shift to being able to hibernate or an individual can shift or an individual could be from something that lives on land to something that's marine. You know, at one point, whales ancestors migrated or made an evolutionary journey into the ocean and became the giant things they are today. See, I understand where you're coming from. This doesn't help my grades in school. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's bad. That, that. <laughs> that's, what, that's where all the rage came from because I'd be like doing my test and be like, oh, I know this rule. And then I'd get the test back and be like, this was one of the exceptions. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it's, it, it's, it's okay. It's just petty rage. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, not important. This has been an interesting conversation. If anyone has any questions concerning nature's exceptions to the rules, um, please do not hesitate to contact us um, by emailing us at podcast at gvzoo.com 
or DM us on our social media. I'm Callum Hughes. And I'm Ashley Isaac. And this has been A Wild Conversation. Conversation.